Okay, so John, um, can you please explain um, how you live? Uh, how I live uh, is basically as simple as possible. I've always wanted to live as simply as I possibly can. Don't know why I've wanted to be that way, but I just am ever since I was a small boy. That's all I can remember, just being really interested in simple things and living a simple way. So I'm living in a building that I've built myself. Um, we don't have running water yet but we will do, but obviously that would just be mass fed or bilge pump or something like that. And we are using a small amount of electricity at the moment, but probably go to wind and water power at some point. But yeah, we're just living really, really simply. Are you completely off grid here? Yeah. So what kind of location is this? Uh, this is land I've bought, you know, privately myself. Um, obviously, you know, there are certain limitations what you can and can't do on it, but... Yep. Yeah. You know, well, I'm not going to ask you your location at all, um, but are you able to say how many acres you have? Yeah, I've got an acre and a half here at the moment. And what kind of land is it? Uh, it's agricultural and forestry. Okay, so it's got a slope, it's on a bit of a hill, yeah. and it goes down to a stream. It, um, so that's, that's a big enough stream to have a name, I guess. Yeah, it's called Gatcombe Brook, I think. Fantastic. Yeah, it's a nice brook. Yeah, and I specifically wanted a bit of land as well that wasn't flat, so I add character and I can dig into it and build plateaus and be tucked out away from the weather. And so you've built quite a few different dwellings here. Um, you've got some sheds outside. You've got a workshop, but also you've built a huge house that you live in. How would you describe that house, please? Uh, it's a pallet bungalow, really. I guess is the best way to describe it. It's two strong pallets screwed together, then filled with cob. And then the inside is cladded with really, really nice pallet wood. So it makes it look like a bit of a kind of arc ship in the inside. And then the out on the outside of that double pallet clay cob wall will actually be a proper, proper cob wall built over quite a few years. It's almost like a giant modern day Watland daub. So then the walls will be built around there and then eventually the pallet wall that's there now would actually would be removed and then it would just the roof would sit down onto the cob walls that are on the other side so to begin with you said two pallets screwed together but it's not just two pallets i mean it's how many pallets have you oh, used? all in all there's almost 500 pallets because there's pallets the walls are made of pallets it's cladded with pallets the roof's pallets there's pallets on the floor like cupboards, shelves, everything, door frames, everything's just all made out of pallets. And then how big would you say it is? Have you worked out how many square feet? Uh, no, no, I haven't actually. No, I know it's about 70 foot long and averagely four metres wide. And how much does it cost you? £2,000 roughly, around yeah, 2000 yeah. Which is really, really good. Yeah. And it's for your family. Um, how many in your family, please? So six, six of us all together. So your wife and five children. Four, four children. I beg your pardon. Yeah. Sorry, four children. Yeah, two four. girls and two boys. Fantastic. Um, and what are their age ranges? Seven, five, two and three quarters, and just gone one. <laughs> Fantastic. So you said you were interested in this when you were growing up. What made you feel like that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I grew up in the countryside, surrounded by countryside. 
but I've just always loved nature, always loved simple things, and I've always loved being portable. I've never liked things that you can't pick up and carry. That's why I've never been into houses, cars, boats, anything like that. If you can't pick it up and carry it, I'm not into it. And I don't know why I'm like that. I've just always been like that for some reason. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Hampshire, around there. But it wasn't till kind of my later in life when I got into bushcraft and camping again that I, you know, really got kind of reconnected with with how I really want to live. I got distracted, you know, went through the school thing, came out of there, it took me a few years to kind of get back to myself and and then when I got back to myself, I just got into bushcraft and camping and stopped living in a flat and just lived like that from, you know, now till then. That was like 25 years ago. Well, how old are you now? So I'm 42 now. So at what point did you decide you wanted to stop living in a flat? 22, 23 years old, around that sort of time. And was there one thing that particularly happened that made you feel like that? Yeah, I mean, I just, well, I just started going camping and I was like, you know, I started going camping and then I just camped every night and I just thought, well, there's no point in me having a flat if I'm just going to camp out every night and I'm way happier camping and just scrap the flat. And then after living outdoors in a tent for a while, I just built a little underground house and... And that was it, it was sorted. But I've never, ever, ever thought paying to live was a thing. I've never I've never understood that. Like paying rent, obviously you have to pay for materials for houses to be built, but paying to exist, I actually remember being a small boy and I remember the moment my mum explained to me about like, you know, rent, paying, whatever. And I remember thinking, what? You've got to pay to be here. That's what, that's not right. That means, you know, you're ultimately not free. And I've always had that thing in my head of like, you shouldn't have to pay to actually just sleep or be alive. I just, that doesn't make any sense. So I've always wanted to live free, you know, and I don't mind living simply and I actually, you know, it's better for you. I've never liked houses anyway. So for me, this is just, it's just how I want to live. I mean, ultimately what I'm living in now is, you know, it's for the kids really and the wife. I'm the happiest in a tent. Yeah, leather tent would be my preferred shelter. Well, you've shown me your level work and you're very skilled at that. So how long have you been doing it for and what kind of things do you make? Uh, I've been doing leather work now for probably about 10 years. But in those 10 years, I've probably spent the same amount of time as somebody doing it for 60 years because I just get really obsessed with stuff and I've had a lot of time on my hands to do it. Uh, And I just make anything from shoes, clothes, bags, sheepskin sleeping bags, leather bivy bags... Um, anything, leather hammocks, leather tarps, a- anything you can think of, belts, sheaves, straps, anything, anything. You can pretty much do anything with leather. Where are you getting the leather from? Some is bought and then some is tanned myself. You know, you can buy the hides locally. They just throw deer skins out like you wouldn't believe. You can go and find skips full of deer skins being thrown out. It's criminal. It's one of the most amazing materials on the face of the earth. It's stretchy, it's strong, it's completely natural. And only now, I think, in the last few years, people are actually starting to make use of that resource. Why do you think that is? Why only now? Uh, More people now are getting reconnected with these ancient ways and these skills. Well, everyone can see how toxicity and broken our society is. And because of that, it's forcing people to look elsewhere. And people are finding the old ways. People getting into bushcraft and nature connection and and all that stuff and that's booming and it's good it's good to see because i think everyone can see now that the system that we've got in place is just pretty much rotten rotten from the core 
that that's ultimately what did it for me when i got into bushcraft and camping what it was for me is we're damaging the earth by the way we're living and i don't like living like that anyway so this is for me is this the answer to actually figure out how to live more simply more in harmony with nature and you know that event that living like that eventually led me to the primitive skills which i'm really into as well which is how our ancestors used to live so it's pre-steel before steel they just used stone tools and if we'd have you know if we'd have just stayed with stone and not moved to steel none in the modern world or anything would have ever existed because it's steel that's forged the way of life that we see today you know, it's still, they, you know, it gave birth to like the blade and the axe head and then the cook pot. But then from there came, you know, the bow and the arrow, the weaponry, the army, the force, which has basically led to uh, the corruption and the power that exists in our world today. You can pretty much trace it all back to steel. Yeah. And how are you providing for your family? Uh, many way. Obviously, you know, I am still living in a modern world at the moment because it's surrounded by it everywhere. So I'm working a part-time job and then I've got my own leather work that I sell and got my own leather I sell and do tree surgery work for other friends and do shows and talks and do teaching and yeah loads of ways that you know I make tons of stuff and what is your job you said you've got part-time uh at the moment so I've only had this job for a little while it was and it was certainly I never ever expected to be working for anybody else or even having a kind of normal sort of job but with everything that's happened and because I've got four kids uh an, op- an opportunity opened up to work at an organic fruit and veg shop so when you've got four kids to feed and there's lots of free food going and a job through an intense lockdown and the guy I work for is really cool as well so I just couldn't, yeah, couldn't turn it down. And you've got a pig that you just fed a barrel load of bananas to, um, so you you keep animals as well um, for 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 your own consumption, I guess, which is very clever. And also use a blowpipe as well sometimes to hunt with. Do you mind talking about that? Yeah, so blowgun. I've only I haven't been doing it for ages, but out of out of all the weapons I use, you know, whether it's an air rifle or a catapult or a bow and arrow or a crossbow or a throwing stick or a throwing out or whatever it is the blowgun for me is is i love it because it just looks like a walking stick it's totally lightweight and going back to the me with the simple thing again it's just a tube with a hole in it there's nothing to go wrong it couldn't be any more simple that's the reason i my instrument of choice was a didgeridoo because it's simple it's the simplest instrument it's a piece of wood with a hole in it and that's what i love about the blowgun it's just so simple and you can make the ammunition yourself like air rifle you you know you've got springs and fiddly bits and you can't make the pellets and it's heavy and lots to go wrong and you know blowgun you can make the ammunition yourself it's just a pipe so i don't mind and then what kind of um things will you go after with a blowgun you can pretty much hunt anything up to 200 kilos with a blowgun believe that's without poison and if you don't believe me then just go on youtube and watch tim wells hunter channel because he's taken out everything with a blowgun it's amazing so what are you going after here in in britain well i mean i will use it to dispatch my own animals for their for my own consumption because it's actually a very humane and very quick and easy way of doing it but we are allowed to hunt in the uk with a blowgun so you could hunt squirrels pheasants rabbits um deer and where does the dart go in the body? You have to get heart shot with a blowgun because it is a small arrow. 
uh, if you know if, if you shoot anywhere else you're just going to injure it so if you heart shot and and it's over within four or five minutes don't take long and as you said it just goes to sleep yeah yeah you shoot the heart and you puncture the heart the heart can't transport oxygen around the body anymore so the body starts to go to sleep and they, the animals die in their sleep it's actually in a really peaceful way for them to go superb um and you said earlier that what's your legacy going to be what do you hope your legacy will be Ah, oh, don't know. It's not. I don't really care about my legacy. Uh, my, I, I want my legacy ultimately to be somebody who passed on all of these skills and all of his knowledge just completely freely and without any ego. Because I just want. I've learned a lot of stuff, and I just want everyone else to know about it. Ultimately, I want my, you know, children to know about it, and more people to know about it. And I don't think these skills should be sort of hidden and people shouldn't have their ego involved either they shouldn't be like oh look at me look what i can do it should just be like no it show other people how to do it and explain it in a way that makes it really simple and easy for them to understand so then they can go and do it and enjoy it themselves as well because that is one of the problems in our world today is that people you know people are skillful yeah and it's great but it's you know because you are now do have some skill you shouldn't kind of see yourself as is you know like higher in some way and you know you have skill and like people have to like you know sort of earn it off you you should give it away freely and let everybody know about it so that's what I'd like to be known for is somebody that had great knowledge and skill and and let anybody know about it in a free way and you built your amazing wooden pallet house but you said you're going to build an even bigger one which is going to be from clay and you're going to leave it to your children and you hopefully it will stand for a long time yeah i want to build a full solid clay you know full cob house which would stand for ages which would be there for my kids so they've always got some shelter and i want it to be curved as well like no square edges all curved so the air travels through it really well and that one fireplace heats up the whole room and yeah it's just something i've not fully fully designed yet it's still in my head being slowly designed but it's going to take quite a few years to build because it's full cob no sandbags inside it no um straw bales just full cob so you have to sort of do like a layer leave that to dry quite well then put the next layer on the top let that dry and then put the next layer on otherwise it all starts to you know sink and squidge out how so, long do you think it will take you? Don't know, eight years, probably something like that. How eight, long did the years. pallet house take you? That's I started that last June, so it's like a year and a half ish. But bearing in mind, I got four young children as well, and doing leather work, and working another job, and other stuff. It's, yeah, it's not too bad. And you've got water in the stream for presumably your washing water and drinking water and cooking water. Yeah, water for everything. Um, and then you've already mentioned uh, the food aspect as well, how you're feeding your family. Um, and how are you generating your electricity, please? So at the moment, we are. I've got a workshop in town, which I'm charging up like a kind of portable power pack, which I just bring back here, and that lasts us a whole week. But ultimately, well, we have obviously the solar in the summer, but we want a wind turbine or a water turbine because I've got the stream it just makes sense to use the water just have a little dynamo or something in there i don't need any power we can live off 30 watts a day like easy and you can draw that out of the water and then that's not affected by the sun or the wind and it's hidden as well which is nice so um are you do you have forgive me for asking and obviously your location can be withheld and you can also be anonymous but um, do you have permission to be here as such? You've bought the land and it's your own. How easy is it for people to buy their own land like this and to live on it? 
Uh, that, believe it or not, the answer, best answer to that question is it's all about your neighbours. It's all about your neighbours. If somebody complains, that's it. You know, you kind of the game's over. But if you, you know, if you find somewhere where there's either no neighbours or the neighbours are actually friendly and you all get along and and it's all good, then yeah, pretty much you can do whatever you want. As obviously, as long as you're not making any mess, you know, just look after the land and. Yeah, be all right. I think that's one of the main problems why people get kicked off land is because it always looks quite messy, which I am a little bit guilty of at the moment, but not for long. Well, you're very well <laughs> hidden here. It looks really fantastic. Um, the only bits you can see are when you're actually on your land, but nobody else can see that, can they? No, that's right. It is very well tucked away, which is the reason one of the reasons I bought it. I had a tick list. I think it was about 27 things what I was looking for in land. Uh, high elevation on the land so it's not a damp trap and so all the pesticides don't run off into your land. Had to have water, springs nearby. Had to have a woods nearby for food and wood resource. Had to have diverse wild food. Um, not a flat bit of land so I could dig into it. Had to have clay in the ground for building for cob. Uh, had to have a stone that produced a sharp edge, which this land's got, believe it or not, and it's got stone for building. Uh, had to have walking distance from a town with a train station with an off-road track, which is it got. Um, easy access uh, and protected from the weather, and it's got all of that and no other bit of land I was looking for for a few years. Had It ticked two or three boxes, came here, had everything. How did you find it? Just on the internet, just... Yeah, I mean, so I was looking, I'd been looking for quite a while and then I gave up because I couldn't find what I was looking for. And then one morning I woke up and literally the it, the it was knocking. It was just something in my head was going, land, land, land. So we turned the computer on and this had just been put on there. And yeah, so we said, I'll go and have a look. And then when I got here, it was, I just got here, walked around and it was like, this is it. I just knew it. Yeah. Can I ask how much it cost you, please? It was a lot of money. It was 50000 for an acre and a half, but that's all down to really the area where we live. It's a very, very expensive um, land prices down here. and But now, people think I paid a lot for it, but now it's worth 85 now. So not that I would ever sell it, but the land around here is just, yeah, it's gone through the roof. And do you think you'll be here for forever? I love it. I love this bit of land and I love this part of the world as well and literally i don't want to go anywhere else i love it here so yeah i ain't going anywhere nowhere i'm staying here till i die <laughs> and have you been here how long have you been here for sorry four and a half years fantastic yeah um that's superb well you've already said you're quite dissatisfied of the world um so do you have any messages any any feelings or messages about how you think that we should be living or where you think it's going to go in in the future are you oh, skeptical um, about it i'm terrified for the future i'm the most prepared person you could possibly imagine to meet and i'm still scared to death so for people who aren't prepared get ready because yeah i think we've got a big 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 problems coming our societies, you know, we're just doing too much damage to the earth at a really, really fast rate. And the answers which are being handed to us, you know, which they're saying are the answers like electric cars and doing this and smart cities and all that. It's not the answer at all. We need to literally go back to living really simply and not doing the damage to the earth like we are. We just have to go back to living more simple lives. But people are people are not ready for it you know the modern man is obsessed with his magic buttons and netflix and i just don't think you i just don't think you're going to drag people away from it people will fight and kick and hold this system together which is the reason why i'm worried because it's just you know and we're this is a we're in you know it's a long time coming you know we're used to 
we used to use stone tools and now we've got iPhones. It's a long, long, long time in history, but I think that time is, you know, it's going to come to an end at some point, and when it does, it's going to be extremely messy, unfortunately.